get nuts. Come on. Let's get nuts. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. It is a fry yay, but I'm looking forward to Sunday. Two o'clock, we got the Chiefs and the Ravens from Baltimore. Baltimore four-point favorite, total 44 and a half. 530, got the Lions and the 49ers from San Francisco. I think it's actually in Santa Clara. Is that just right next to San Francisco? Yeah, they're all right there, tucked around each other. But it's at uh, Levi Stadium. I know that. And 49ers hosting the Lions. San Francisco right now, seven and a half point favorite. And the total is 51 and a half. We've been talking a lot of football this week about these two games. And now it's time to talk with the best. That's Russell Copeland. You know him from catching balls across the middle with the Memphis Tigers. He played with the Buffalo Bills. Also played in the Super Bowl. Also, don't forget about the Eagles and the Packers. And the thing we were lucky is we had him on Wednesday talking about what we saw last week. We got him today talking about what we're, you know, have coming up this Sunday. Russell, how are you doing on this Friday? Man, I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to the Final Four. I mean, we talked about last week's performances and how these teams got to the Final Four. And, I mean, I think it's really going to be a slugfest in both conferences, the AFC and the NFC. And I, I kind of have an analogy for, for both of these, more to boxing. Uh, my analogy is to boxing. When you look at the NFC Championship, I think it's two heavyweight fighters, but which one of these corners slash coaches will have the advantage? And when you look at Baltimore, they they haven't been here with Lamar Jackson. And you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they've been there. Then when you flip it, when you look at the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers, I see two heavyweight fighters, but I see one young contender who hasn't been there, but it's really come out of nowhere, and that's the Detroit Lions going against the big dog, San Francisco 49ers. Man, I've been talking all about these games like to nauseam, and we always kind of got to start with the quarterbacks. And the mm-hmm. one thing that I've been hearing all week long is when you look at these four, four quarterbacks, one of them does not look the same, and that would be Brock Purdy. I know he doesn't, he's not going to win you a, a mm-hmm. you know, a decathlon or anything, or he's not going to, you know, go out there and win the, whatever just athletic competition you're trying to compete in. But the one thing he's going to do is he's going to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Brock Purdy is being – do you think he's getting a little bit of unfair criticism? Uh, I do, and I think what it is is that naysayers always have a narrative. And that narrative is that, hey, remember, he was the last player picked in the draft. And I think for me, I think I love the underdog story. Me too. But when you look at the critics and the naysayers, it seems like every mistake that he makes, it's overemphasized. It's a lot of critics talking about, hey, you know, he can't, is it him? Is it really his surrounding cast? Let's be honest. When you have great quarterbacks, usually you do have a one-two punch. You do have everything around you. And when quarterbacks fail – the first thing that you say is that they do not have a surrounding cast. I do think he's the perfect young quarterback to fit this Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's very intelligent. He's smart. He protects the football, and he knows what defenses are trying to do against him, and he knows the offense so well. He knows where his outlets are. He knows where his first read is, his second read, his third read, and he goes to an outlet. I love what this young man has done thus far, being 
the last pick in the draft being Mr. Irrelevant. Man, I, I like I love his story. Uh, I mean, and again, this is the the crazy thing. I mean, this is only his second year, and he's at his second NFC Championship game. We know he got injured against the Eagles last year, but um, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Two NFC Championship games in two years. Now, talking about the game with the Lions and the Forty ers it's it's kind of you know I've been looking at this. You feel like when you look at the Forty ers I believe they have about eight first team All Pro players. The Lions mm-hmm. only have two. Uh, the mm-hmm. 49ers are loaded. That defensive front from Bosa, Hargrave, uh, Armstead. You got, of course, Chase Young out the edge, Warner, Greenlaw. I mean, we know about that front seven. It's really, really nasty. But where I look at the 49ers, I mean, again, you got the weapons, Kittle. Everything looks great. Mm-hmm. The big weakness, I feel like, is their secondary. Can the Lions, with their weapons, exploit the 49ers? I think very soft secondary. I, I think in order to be able to exploit that secondary, you just talked about the front seven. So what the Lions are going to have to do, they need to run the football. And if they can get the one-two punch with Montgomery and then have Jameer Gibbs to be able to get some explosive plays, to have second and short and third and short, because Jared Goff, I think, is the best play-action passer that's in these playoffs, that's in the Final Four, that's in the championships. That's how they're going to beat the 49ers. If they're going to beat the 49ers, they cannot put Jared Goff in second and longs and third and longs and let this front seven be able to exploit him. If they can run the football, absolutely Jared Goff can pick this secondary apart. So it's going to really look at how is the game management? What is the play calling going to be after the first 10 plays? And that's what I'm going to be looking at throughout. And we cannot underestimate and not talk enough about the coaches. When you look at Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, going against Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes, I give that edge to the 49ers. Yeah, I will say, I you know, you, every Kyle Shanahan, he gets so much love, and he gets it deservedly so. He is a unbelievable play caller. He puts his weapons in position mm-hmm. to be successful. But man, I've watched Ben Johnson this year. Some of those some some of those game plans have been so explosive that mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. will look undefensible. Jamison Williams running wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown. When you need a play, it feels like Jared Goff is always comfortable going to him. And then Sam Laporta, I know he's wearing the big brace on his knee but he's played two games with it and he looks like the same Sam Laporta and that offensive line is just so disgusting I kind of feel like this is going to have to be like a shootout I feel like the over in this game is something that I'm kind of leaning toward because I really think both defenses can get exploited because both offenses have exactly Mm -hmm. you know they have the play caller and Ben Johnson on one side and they also have the wizard on the other side and of course uh, Kyle Shanahan yeah and and when you when you talk about that Johnny Going back to the San Francisco 49ers, we've talked about Brock Purdy, and, and Kyle Shanahan does a tremendous job of, of having different personnel groupings, being able to get the mismatch that he wants. But but now Debo Samuels, I think this is really going to decide a lot how healthy is Debo Samuels. If Debo Samuels dresses, I think now the defense still has to account for him wherever he is on the field, and that leads to the mismatch that you want. If he's effective, then that definitely gives you the edge to the San Francisco 49ers. But without a doubt, I think it's going to be who can establish the run. And once you establish the run, I think both of these offenses can hit you with big plays. But running the football is going to be big. But also when you look at guys, the second-tier guys, like Donovan Donovan Peoples-Jones, Josh Reynolds for the Detroit Lions, 
I think they have an opportunity to come up big. And when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, I look at Ucheck. If Ucheck can come and make big plays and back up running back Elijah Mitchell, I'm looking at the second-tier players in this game as well. And who do you think right now is going to have more success in the run game? Again, we talk Christian McCaffrey. We know the offensive line for the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. But again, on that other side, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, and I think mm-hmm. the best offensive line in football is the Lions. Who do you think will be able to enforce their will on either uh, Aaron Glenn or Steve Wilkes' defenses? Well, I, I really think it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers, but I have an asterisk, Johnny, and that's Debo Samuels. If Debo Samuels is playing in the backfield and he's giving different looks to the defense, I think Christian McCaffrey can have a huge game. That's an asterisk. But if I'm the Detroit Lions, I look at what the Green Bay Packers was able to do last week, get 118 yards out of their running back, Aaron Jones. And I think they're going to look at that. They're going to have different scripts, and they're going to try to run the football because that's the only chance, in my opinion, that the Detroit Lions can win. And last week, the Green Bay Packers did something that hadn't been done the entire year against the San Francisco 49ers, and that was allowing a 100-yard rush. That's the key to the game. I think the 49ers have the edge in running the game simply because of their personnel package. But, man, I do love the one-two punch with David Montgomery and, and Jameer Gibbs. I feel like uh, Aaron Glenn has the more difficult job this weekend, um, and it's not and it's and it's not because – I think one offense is better than the other. I don't. Th- I think out of the two weak secondaries, the mm-hmm. biggest weakness has got to be the Lions secondary. And, I, I absolutely, and absolutely, I, Johnny. Go ahead, go ahead, Johnny. I was going to say, and that's just where I feel like Ben Johnson. I mean, Aaron Glenn is going to have to go out there and get a game and a half out of Aiden Hutchinson because if he doesn't mm-hmm. put pressure. That secondary mm-hmm. can't hold up, especially if Debo's hand healthy. I mean, Brandon Ayukman is the best route runner in football. George Kittle's a beast. Kyle doing his thing. McCaffrey out of the mm-hmm. backfield. And then, of course, if you have Debo, like, I just feel like that is where you could have some serious plays. And especially if Christian McCaffrey's running, I mm-hmm. feel like it's going to be a long damn day for Aaron Glenn. I, I think the, the, the biggest challenge for Aaron Glenn, as I talked about a little earlier, it's the personnel groupings. I mean, the personnel groupings, they can run two tight ends. They can run what seems to be a two tight end set, but you actually have receivers running that, or you actually have Usek playing the fullback position in a tight end position. Or you can even take Usek and line him up outside as a wide receiver and then put Debo Samuels in the backfield. You can also put Christian McCaffrey outside. So they're, they're interchangeable. So who do you cover the outside? When I when you look at 11 personnel, that's three wide receivers. That's one running back and a tight end. But they mix it up where it looks like it's two tight ends or it looks like it's three tight ends or it looks like it's two wide receivers and two running backs. That is going to be – the, the, the question and the hardest thing for Aaron Glenn to do to be able to get a personnel groupings that can be able to match up with all of these players that line up in different positions. They line up wide, they line up in the backfield, they line up in the tight end positions, they motion out. That's going to be really hard for the, the Detroit Lions defense. All right, what's your pick? Lions, 49ers, who's going to the Super Bowl for the NFC? I got the San Francisco 49ers. I, I think they, they've been a one-two um, team this year arguably the best team, maybe number two behind the Baltimore Ravens. I like the San Francisco 49ers, but I tell you what, I got a lot of respect for the Lions, what they've done this year. I love Dan Campbell, how his team plays for them. They're going to come in to fight. They're not going to lay down. They're not going to be in the corner. It should be a dogfight for four quarters, but I give the edge to San Francisco. You know what? I didn't even ask you this. You know, Dan Campbell, more of a motivator. I mean, again, he's a hell of an X's coach. What he did with Jared Goff, 
when he first came over there and was turning the ball over left and right, uh, is just you know you got to give him tons and tons of credit. But he's he really is more of I feel like that team motivator. Um, he uh-huh. loves his guys. His guys love him. They want to go to war for him. I look on the other side. I feel more Kyle is more of that you know um, more calculated play mm-hmm. caller, um, basically surgeon. Which coach would you rather play for? Well, you know, as a, as a guy that played receiver for a long time, of course, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he's going to put you in position to be successful. Yes, yes. He's going to put you in a position to be successful. But listen, you know, you have to love a guy that's played the game in Dan Campbell. He's been in the war. He's been in the fire. So he's telling you some things from experience. And he's going to get you going. He's going to get you motivated and get you going. And he has a great coaching staff that's going to be able to put you in position. But you have a coach that you love and you want to play for. You cannot underestimate a team that will run through a wall for their head coach. That That is true. That is true. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game on Saturday, Sunday night. Uh, that's the late one at 5.30. Now we got to switch over to the game that it's got all the star power. I mean, you got Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes on one side, Lamar Jackson on the other side. You talk about Travis Kelsey and his star power. Heck, he's with T-Swizzle. And then on the other side, I think with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, I think they might have the better, you know, tight end situation than even Kansas City with the Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey just because I look at the one one matchup that I feel like could be the neutralizer, and I think it's the strong safety Kyle Hamilton. He's the best safety mm-hmm. at defending tight ends in the National Football League. He is 6'4", 225. He can get physical with you. He can fly. And he is just – I mean, he is he is a wrecking machine. Don't forget Raquan Smith and Patrick McQueen, two extremely fast linebackers. If they – if this Baltimore defense can get past Pat Mahomes, will it be neutralizing Travis Kelsey? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because – you do not have the cheetah. You do not have him going down the football field where you have to make a, a, a decision. Do you give it the big plays or do you let Travis Kelsey catch his passes? I think now you have to neutralize Travis Kelsey. And I think the weak spot for uh, Kansas City throughout the year has been the inconsistency at the wide receiver position. But I will say last week, those wide receivers, they stepped up and they, they made plays. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantley, we've been talking about the entire year, the bomb that he dropped earlier in the year, just being inconsistent. He came up with two big catches, and that's why this team is dangerous because they've been there. And I made the analogy about boxing. In your corner, you've got Andy Reid, you've got Steve Spagnola. They've been there before. They've been in championship games before. They've been in Super Bowl games before. Now you're going against Todd Munkin. And Johnny, you asked me last week, you said, how important in these games is coaching? How important is it? And I think right now, this is where you look at every aspect of your game. And coaching with Todd Munkin, and you look at Mike McDonald, there's going to be times in this game where you're going to have your moments. You're going to have your plays. Can these offensive coordinators for Baltimore, who haven't been there before, Lamar Jackson hasn't been there before, this team as a whole hasn't been there before, Harbaugh has been there in years before, but this team now hasn't been there going against a team that's been there that's going to be very interesting to see when those nerves settle, which one of these coaches can put their, their their players in position and not make a critical mistake. Also, you know, the special teams could become extremely huge in this mm-hmm. one. And I have to feel pretty good about Listen, listen, my man for Kansas City has made some big kicks. Like uh, when it was, what, 
the the kick 13 seconds they moved down against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. My man mm-hmm. is just absolutely Harrison Butker is his name, I think. Um he's he's nails. But man, you know, Tucker doesn't miss. Like he is an absolute weapon, especially in a big game. This guy's the best kicker in football. I mean, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. And then I feel also like the return game, especially the punt return game, is so much stronger. Devin Duvernay, um, he's been as solid as anybody returning punts. I kind of like mm-hmm. Kansas City and the special teams. I, 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 I mean, I like, the, the I like Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. yeah, the Baltimore Ravens special teams more than I like Kansas City's. Yes, and that's you know we're talking about how Kansas City has changed from a receiver standpoint, the explosive plays, but also special teams. You look at last year, Kadarius Tony was really huge in the return game. You look at the return that he had in the Super Bowl. He hasn't been playing well, and he's questionable going in. So I definitely agree with you that I give the nod to John Harbaugh, who's a former special teams coach. Um, he was my special team coach when I was with the Eagles. Outstanding coach. He loves special teams. He puts everything in it. Special teams will be big, along with what we talked about earlier in the other games, those second-tier players. Those second-tier players is what you have to look at, like a Dalvin Cook. They didn't bring Dalvin Cook in to just sit on the pine. His his returns, I mean, when he comes into the game, when he when he, when he he gets the football, when he gets that, that would be huge as well. Yeah, yes. that's the truth right there. And, again, this yes. is – this is the other thing that you just mentioned again, and you talk about the run game. The Kansas City Chiefs secondary has been nails all year. I mean, Trent McDuffie, this dude is playing corner as good as anybody mm-hmm. in football. Secondary is the strength, and you know Steve Spagnuolo is a great defensive coach. But I have watched this Kansas City Chief team all year long struggle against the run. And the Ravens, baby, they are about, I mean, from mm-hmm. Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, they can go two tight end formations. Um, and if you stack that box, uh, they've been throwing the hell out of the football. Like this Ravens, this Ravens offense looks perfectly suited to just mm-hmm. surgically carve up Kansas City. Am I crazy on that? No, no, you're not, Johnny. And, and I think the only thing that could really change that is turning the football over and giving Patrick Mahomes a short field. This is the best running team in the National Football League and their defense is really great against stopping the run. You look at last week they totally shut down uh, a Texans team that had been explosive running the football and throwing the football but Gus Edwards, Justice Hill and I talked about Davin Cook and you have to throw Lamar Jackson in if you're Steve Spagnola, what do you want to do, Johnny? You have to make Lamar Jackson prove to you in this big game even though we, we, we've talked about Lamar, we've talked about how well he, his maturation process has been, his patience, his poise in the pocket, throwing the football to those wide receivers. Let me tell you, this is the game that he's going to have to be nearly perfect throwing the football. And all these guys that they, they brought, when you look at Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, Rasheed Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., they're going to have to step up and make plays because if I'm Steve Spagnola, one thing that I would not allow to happen, I cannot allow this defense to give up explosive runs in the running game. If he can stop the run, he'll win. But I agree with you, Johnny. I think that's going to be the key to the game. I think Baltimore can run the football effectively, and that's why I think that they'll win this game. Man, so to your your pick for this game is the Ravens. So we're having a repeat of the Harbaugh Bowl, 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, and Harbaugh won the national championship game. I kind of like it. Hey, we, we talked about it You know, a few weeks ago. You asked me, you said, Who's going to win or get a ring first? And, and, and I told you, I think it's going to be even. I, I, I said, I think the, the, the older Harbaugh from Michigan will win it first, but I think 
John would come behind them and also win a championship. And it's just so amazing because the last time that Harbaugh was in the championship was against his brother where he won in, in Super Bowl 47, 34-31. I, I just love this matchup, man. I'm going to be glued to the television because it has everything that you want. And, and, Johnny, something that we didn't mention when you look at these quarterbacks, I think all of these quarterbacks are playing for different reasons, but they're playing for their legacy. And when you look at Lamar Jackson, in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. Josh Allen, I said the same thing last week. He didn't. You have to go through Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, whether you're playing in Kansas City or you're playing them in a playoff game. You have to beat Patrick Mahomes, and that's going to be a tough task. But if Lamar Jackson want to get the naysayers totally off of his back, if he can outplay Patrick Mahomes and win this football game and put his team in position to win a Super Bowl, then that's what it's going to take. He's going to have to have one of his best performances he's had his entire NFL career. Man, I can't wait for the games. Russell, thank you so much for giving me your time this week. I appreciate it. I know everybody appreciates something, I just your perspective and knowledge for the game. Uh, we're going to be doing this all the way up into the Super Bowl, so we'll talk again soon, my friend. Thank you, man. Enjoy the weekend. I will. That is Russell Copeland. Again, my man played for the Buffalo Bills and went to a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Man, and I didn't even realize that uh, old John Harbaugh was the special, the special teams coach for him when he was doing special teams. Wow, I thought yeah. that was that's, – that's a nice little I – didn't, I didn't even know about that nugget. But we got to take a timeout because we have Uncle Brasky and T-Money. They're joining us next on Sports 56 98.5 FM. <laughs> Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again... Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus. Big thanks to Russell Copeland. We broke down the NFC and AFC Championship games. Also, big thanks to Jay Ham, man, the historian. We talked a lot of football. Talked a lot of ladies' hoops, too. How about them Gamecock girls? They ain't playing no games, man. My girl Bree hitting them damn threes late. They drop LSU. I win money. Betting on college basketball has not been profitable for me until I went to the girls' game. We got to talk with T Money and Uncle Brasky. And by the way, Dave, because I just thought about this, do you know this is like there's actually something that Brasky has that Bill Belichick doesn't? Oh, what is that? A job. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? He's got to feel good about his wow. life. Bill Belichick can't even get hired. There are eight jobs open. There's only two left. And he ain't going to be a Seattle or Washington coach. What's up, Money? How's life? Johnny, Johnny, how we doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing extremely well today. I had the most amazing Pop-Tart I've ever had in my entire life. I, you know, I wouldn't pick you out as a pop tart person. Well, I, I would I never. You, you know, I don't eat processed. Shake. Yeah, nah. that's I did. I got my protein shake. You know, I don't eat all that processed, dude. This one thing I do is eat healthy. But this, I, you this, know, I've always noticed that about you. I've never seen you eat some junk before. You don't down, eat fast I food. Huh? I, I don't. I, I don't eat some, like frozen strawberries and blueberries. Put it in a little mixer with some protein powder. You put it in one of them little. 
uh, bullet thing. Yep, I got the Nutribullet. I do hemp seeds, chia seeds, banana, strawberry, yeah. blueberry, pineapple, spinach, some super greens. And then you got to throw in the creatine and protein powder, and then you start your day, man. But today that's, I started I, out with a That's pop how tart. I thought you were, Johnny. But I listen, this was a special Pop-Tart. My buddy mm. brought in some brand new ganja butter and ganja oil so he put the ganja butter on top then rolled it over and sprawled the oil on the back and i've just been having the best friday in a long time that's what i'm talking about i, I probably know your buddy yeah you do know my buddy <laughs> he's, he's our buddy and he came through today our buddy. like he's nobody's business ours. he's friends of ours um uncle brasky how's life treating you just living the dream, Johnny, down here at the um, Circle and Square Brewing Company in Oxford, fixing to have me a beer. Man, that's the one um, that's actually uh, right there on campus, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. It's right beside campus near the band building behind the Gertrude Ford Center. Man, second day of classes today. You already over there scouting out the new uh, the new crop, Brasky. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you be, Johnny? <laughs> My man stays on top of it. He stays on top of it. How, are y'all, how have y'all been, man? Doing great. Can I complain, Johnny? Of course, Memphis has knocked our head off. I don't know what's mm. going on with Memphis basketball. Yeah, I don't either, buddy. It's been a rough. Uh, I, I kind of lost my mind on Monday. I've I've come off the ledge. I've calmed down. Could have to do with the pop tart eight this morning, but right now I'm feeling a little better about the Tigers. What do you think, Johnny? What do you think this internal squabble is about? What I you know I keep reading there's an internal squabble, and then you know the beat writer guy he said there wasn't an internal squabble, and now they're trying to get on the Hardaway boys, like you know. If anybody, I would think the Hardaway boys would be working the hardest because they got daddy. I mean, you know, for them to, to call them out a little bit, I don't know. What do you think's going on? I, there's something going on. I just need to put my finger on it. Man, I just think it's, you know, the, the, the new um, young NIL. You move on. You move on. There's not a lot of continuity, so you're getting to know the guys. After the – you know, it's kind of like a relationship. The first couple weeks – you like first time you kissed her and first time you slid into second yeah. and things like that. You're like, you're just in like, everything's just so great. And you're like, Oh, wonderful. And then, you know, you kind of start peeling back a couple layers. You find a couple quirks. Maybe you don't like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't like that. And then all of a sudden that like polish ain't there. You got to learn how to like each other, not just like the first and physical attraction. I think now the physical attractions worn off. And this is basically where you decide if you want to like go this way and continue or you want to break up and go single do the tigers want to be single or do they want to get together and mingle and go all the way to the tournament i mean that's what i'm you know i don't know they'll have to get with themselves about all that i mean you think it's got i mean the nil you think there's a little money squabbling hey man he's getting 10 grand more than me man and then they get the money, fight over the money listen to me Y'all sell five dollar tickets to those games. You can't be paying out a lot of NIL money up there in Memphis. All right, we ain't got a Grove Collective and our own vodka. Uh, yeah, I understand. Are, uh, they, that was brilliant, though. That Let's make genius. our own vodka, and then we're going to put some of that money towards the. They, you know, how about C. J. Stroud? He threw a big piece of chunk of change down for the the Buckeye NIL, and they went out and spent them about thirteen million. They got their y'all's boy down there from. Uh, Quinshaw, uh, Quinshaw Duncan. I mean, he, you got him in the backfield with with Henderson and and of course our boy here uh, uh, in town. What's our guy from in town's name? 
Wait, Why am I drawing a blank on the guy? Which guy? From Christian Brothers, the running back. For Alan Hayden. Who? We got Alan Hayden. Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hayden. Oh, Hayden. Ohio State. Yeah. Brothers. I didn't Ohio know State. we went to Christian Brothers, to be honest with you. That's news to me. Y'all would not have even finished in the top five in the SEC. Man, you know what I'm doing in the bowl. If Ohio State came to vault him and Wade, they'd be laying 21. Come on, man. Give me a break. Y'all get boat raced. Y'all would get boat raced. If y'all were ever in the Big Ten, y'all would get boat raced. I'm telling you right now, they're bigger, stronger. What did did we do to Penn State in the bowl game? Can I just tell you? Yeah, I was about to say, and by the way, not only that, what did Tennessee do to Iowa? And um, what happened to Ohio State when they played old Missouri? Oh, a big team. What happened in the national championship game? Man, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's Big hey, Ten. Hey, hey, this was hey. an all-Big ten, all ten We didn't know Nick Saban was behind. We didn't know that Nick Saban had quit on his team already. Well, right. exactly. He was playing well, it all going to be at the Liberty Bowl to next year. Now, Alabama Johnny, will be at the to, Liberty Bowl. To be y'all are talking. Ah, y'all's best, y'all's, y'all's most storied program is going to be at the Liberty Bowl next year. How do you feel about that? I feel well. Like, I understand that, but Paul Feinbaum's already called me asking if he could come on our show because he's afraid he's not going to have a job at the SEC Network now. They can't talk about Alabama anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? Alabama fans never been to a bowl like Memphis did. Like, what would we like? We need to put an Alabama fan pack. Like, what to do and what not to do. Well, we got some do's and don'ts. One of the one of the do's you do go to Elvis's house. Do go to Elvis's house. Is, you don't stay within 20 miles of Elvis's house. That's true. <laughs> you know, and one thing you do is when you park at the Liberty Bowl and the guy tells you, give me $10 to watch your car, you give him 20 so you don't have a brick in the window when you come back Damn outside. Damn straight, Brasky. <laughs> you know, and another another thing you do, you do go to the half shell. Yes, you, you do. But you don't go when Mikey's running the play. <laughs> I mean, we're going to put together a pack. They're all right. I'm telling you what, they're already getting rid of their SEC championship football tickets to Ole Miss. They're preparing for the Liberty Bowl. I hope it rains. I hope it's cold. They can even go online. Money and I got them set up where they can pre-order their pre-game tickets for the barbecue and the band and where you're going to have a little shirt made up. Man, that's you know, perfect. Liberty Bowl contender. I love that. Liberty Bowl. So we have do go to Elvis's house. Don't stay within 20 miles of Elvis's house. Do park in basically uh, a field. When, when the guy when has the guy for tells 10. You, I'm going to watch your car for 10. You give him, give 20. him 20. Do go to the half shell. Just don't go when Mikey's working. Right. Correct. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. We got to get to the picks before I run out of time. Money, who you betting on this week? Uh, you know, Johnny, I'm all NFL for the last weekend. I looked a couple more football games to bet on, so you know that's where. Yeah, not for long. You'll be running out. It's running out, but you remember, Johnny, I don't know your bankroll anymore, and you know mine. And with that being said, hey, y'all can go all out there if y'all want to, and y'all can get down on the Ravens and this and that. They're going to run the ball. And this, you can bet against Patrick Mahomes if you want to, but T-Money is not betting. Patrick Mahomes. T Money's laying. I loved Patrick Mahomes catching four points in the AFC Championship game. Give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and y'all can get with that Taylor Swift, this and that, and all that. Y'all don't want to see her. 
but the fix is in on Taylor Swift because this is an election season, so they will have her in the Super Bowl, and they will be putting her on TV. I promise you that right now. Give me Patrick Mahomes plus four Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, the logic is number 15 is one of the he, – he's real. The other one is it's an election year. Taylor Swift has a lot of swing. She has to be in the Super Bowl. Ergo, she's got to ride Travis Kelsey's coattails because she won't be performing. Correct. I like it. That's all logical thinking right there. That I mean, is about as lo- that. That's logical. I, I do have to say that is logical thinking. And, hey, man, Pat Holmes got everybody last week when it was the dead gum bills, man. I'm telling you, as, Pat, I mean, as the kids, they told me uh, – Remember when uh, uh, Dion at the beginning of the year said the, he said he is him. He is him. That I like that. Him. Holmes, he is him. He is him. Man, I like mm-hmm. it. All right, what else you got? All right, Johnny, I'm going to the other game. Got to go to the NFC, and you know, at seven and a half points. They threw that hook on there. You know how Vegas does. So that led me to the over and the under fifty one and a half. T Money's going under in this game. Whoa. I think it's. I think it's going to be a blowout, really, to be honest with you. I think 49ers get busy. Because I'm going to tell you right now, once they once they shut that run down with Gibbs and them, they got to go to Hawkinson and they can double-team uh, our man St. Brown. I just don't think they've got – I think they're good. I, you know, Jared Goff's won a Super Bowl now, so let's not forget that. But I think it's a lopsided game one way. I like the under. 51-and-a-half seems like it's up there a little bit for me. So I'm going under in that game, Johnny. T-Money is going opposite of me both games because I went over 51 and a half because I think Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, Laporta are going to get bucked, man. Thomas is going to have to cover somebody. Thomas can't cover anybody. And then, mm. and I just think it's going to be scoring. I do like San Francisco to win the game. I'm not sure on that. So you're going under. I'm going over. I took the Ravens, man, because I believe – I believe this is time for Baltimore. I, I, you know, Johnny. Usually, you and I are on the same page. I know a this lot is crazy. So this is this is odd for us to be it in, but you know, hey. we don't need to get sideways over this. Well, this is okay. This is okay. But by the way, I will say this: at nine zero one three six zero eight two five five nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. The first two people to text in, first person that texts in and says they want Uncle Brasky and T Money. Text in on the NFL picks, or we're just going to go with T Money because his two picks in the NFL. That's right. You send me your picks in the National Football League, and send me one bonus play because somebody is going to win. I got. I'm going to have T Money and um, you know Uncle Brasky. You can represent them, and somebody's going to represent my good buddy Braden. He's 13 years old. He's won five straight weeks in a row. Nobody's gotten any burgers from Dyer's Burgers out in <laughs> out in Carterville. <laughs> Like the kid is thirteen years old and he's won every week, so you might. I love that. Yeah, dude, he's been tearing it up, man. He he's got his picks. He took the Ravens minus four. He also Uh took San Francisco minus seven and a half. His bonus pick is a dude named Sinner, and he's playing in this thing called the Australian Open. I think it's tennis. (laughs) So sounds like we got us a. Uh, dude, a, he's a all, junior gambler. All dude, he is. He's gonna be man. He's gonna be a fortune hunter. This guy. Is we literally, got, uh, yeah, we got us a, a, a what's his name, Keyshawn Boutte in the mail. 
<laughs> right. Anybody betting on tennis at 13, it's got a problem. Nah, he's going to, he's the best at it. By the way, though, the food, man, let me tell you something. 101 North Center Street, Carterville's historic town square. They're open 1030 to 9 every single day. Go check them out. Again, the world famous burgers, the split dog, the chili, the tamales, the catfish. It's straight balling. And you need to listen to Braden because, again, he's won five weeks in a row. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Mm. I got my money picks. Well, the wheels are about to fall off on the Raven. Mm, we're wow. going to find out. We're going to find out. What you got, Uncle Brasky? Hey, Brady, First the wheels are about to fall off, son. For all of you guys out there that need some action tonight, like I said, we've been, all except Memphis has been getting us killed. You know, we've been hotter than Hunter Biden's crack pipe on this college basketball stuff. We're well, going to start hot, out with the. That's hot. That's hot. Now, he's like Rick James, burning his women with his crack pipe. Like what Rick used to do, you know. We're going to, uh, I think Rick went to the pin on that. But anyway, we're going to start out tonight with a nickel play. I love Michigan State going to Wisconsin and Wisconsin minus three. Wisconsin minus three at home. They're ranked, what, 13th? They're ranked 13th. Michigan State has not looked good lately. That's going to be the nickel play this week. Wisconsin minus three. It's tonight at 7 o'clock on FS1. Yes, sir. Be able to watch it. Starts early. We've also, tomorrow, or not, are they tomorrow? The Green Bay Packers at San Francisco. Is that game tomorrow or Sunday? They're both Sunday this week, aren't they? Man, you talking about Detroit? Yeah, Detroit, Green Bay. That's Sunday, isn't it? Detroit and San Francisco is at five thirty on Sunday. Yeah. Did okay, you did Sunday. you take a hit off a of crack pipe just now? I was gonna say, is he drinking? Are you drinking? No, already? no. We but we're taking Green Bay plus the seven and a half. Green Bay, dude. You mean the Lions? No, the Lions. What am I doing? Hell, I you are drinking. You're at a bar. Right. <laughs> we're taking the Detroit Lions plus the seven and a half. All right, I got it. I got confused in my head because it was Green Bay catching seven and a half last week. And they covered. They didn't win, but they covered. They did cover. Great teams cover. Good teams win. Now, you're you're right. And we're going to take another great team to cover on the dime bag play of the week. Well, no matter what the points are, take UAB plus the points over Memphis Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You were just vicious, bro. Vicious. Oh. I can't take any more, Penny. All right. I got to get off of it. Man, Uncle Brasky, man. Appreciate They're the They're fifth in the, the conference. Day. I know. I know. It's tough. Mm. It's tough being a Tiger fan right now, Brasky. Sorry we don't have like the, Trent, the portal king right now killing it for us. Yeah, man. Just well, twist that knife in our back a little Well, more. I'm late for a break, y'all. I just realized I'm getting yelled at <laughs> on the other side. He's like, you idiots, stop talking. So I didn't say that, but I didn't right. say we got to get to a break. <laughs> I am saying. They gave you the old wrap it up sign. That's right. Yeah. Right. Y'all, gentlemen, y'all be blessed. Good luck. I have a great day. We'll talk to you. Remember, a broke man is a dangerous man. <laughs> Back in two shakes, sports fifty six ninety eight five FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports fifty six and ninety eight five FM. The only power source capable of generating one point twenty one gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. 
hanging out with Brian Day because big thanks to T Money, Uncle Brasky, Russell Copeland, and my man Jay Ham. I think it was a hell of a show. It was a great Friday, and we got the big games on Sunday. Uh, again, not only did I give you some great, great bets. Now, we basically covered the whole board, so whatever side you're leaning, you have a reason to bet it. I'm rolling with the Ravens, and I'm rolling with the over in the Lions 49ers game. So those are my plays. My man, Braden, 13 years old, Mark McMinn's son, the owner of Dyers, he's won five weeks in a row. He went with the Ravens, the San Francisco 49ers, and he also said that center is going to beat Medvedev on Sunday to win the Deadgum Australian Open. And that is? Uh, tennis. There you go, John. Men's tennis, That's by right. the way. It's men's tennis. By golly. Deadgum, and I'm good at this thing. But I will seriously say, man, head on over to Dyer's. If you're a little bit hungry, it's that time of day. They're open 1030 to 9 every day at 101 North Center Street out in Carryville's historic town squares. They got great grilled chicken salads. They have world-famous burgers. They're chilies fire. They're tamales. You'll suck the shuck. They're so dead gum good. Catfish. You'll love Dyer's. Also go to Dyer'sCafe.com. You can order online or they just give you their whole menu and you can check it out. Give them a call at 901-850-7750 and place your order today. We got to get out of here. For Bryant Dacus, I'm John Harden. Go Ravens. Fly Ravens. Or do they flock? What do they? What do you say? Flock, flock, chicky, chicky. Sure, that sounds good. Flock, flock, chicky, chicky. Come on, Ravens. Let's do this thing. And um, a lot of points in the Lions 49ers game. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Get out there. Make this world a better place. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Have a good day.